we were, um, at a shop this past weekend, we were down there and, um, I walked in to, into this little shop and the guy stopped me and he was like, Hey, like, have I met you before? And we hadn't met, but then we made the connection that apparently a lot of guests from our cottage have been going there because I had it on our list. Um, and so the shop owner was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. People always come over and they say they're staying, staying at our cottage. And like, that's what I want to hear is that they're like going out and like really like supporting the small businesses. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Sponstaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at Sponstaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. So a few months ago, my wife Gabby and I were staying at a quintessential beach cottage in San Diego. The home was about a mile from the beach, which was perfect biking distance. There was only one problem. The home didn't come with bikes and the nearest bike rental shop was fully committed throughout our stay. Now we really wanted bikes. So much so that we actually asked our host if she knew anyone personally that we might be able to rent bikes from. Alas, she did not. But today I wanna introduce you to a company who is solving for this very problem. Meet Mount, a platform that enables STR hosts to transform their homes into full-fledged vacation experiences. Mount lets you rent just about anything to your guests. Bikes, scooters, golf carts, kayaks, and even private chefs and masseuses. With the simple scan of a QR code, guests can explore all of the rental amenities that you have to offer. Guests can browse, book, and access anything that you make available to them in a matter of seconds. Mount makes it easy for guests to access anything additional they might need during their stay, and for hosts to increase their revenue per booking. Oh, and if you don't have a bike or a scooter to rent, no problem, Mount can provide one for you. Learn more about how you can earn more via your short-term rental with Mount, or get started by listing your very first amenity at rentmount.com. And if you'd like your first month free, send an email to help at rentmount.com and mention Sponstaneous. Again, that's help at rentmount.com. In just a moment, you'll meet Heather Bien and Adam Shapiro, the creators of Rose Hill Cottage, a charming river house on the Rappahannock River in Virginia. Heather works in marketing at a tech startup by day and runs her lifestyle and travel blog by night, and Adam works for the federal government. While the couple lives in Washington, D.C., they thoroughly enjoy weekend escapes from the city. And it was on one of these weekend escapes that they fell in love with the charming Virginian towns along the Chesapeake Bay. Tune in to hear the exciting story of how Heather and Adam found the perfect home in Locust Hill, Virginia, and how they brought Rose Hill Cottage to life. All right, without further ado, get ready to meet Heather and Adam. All righty, folks, Heather and Adam, welcome to the show. How are you both doing today? Good. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Yes. Thank you for having us. Well, I'm super, super excited for this conversation and we're recording this on a long weekend. So thanks guys for making some time in during your, your precious three day weekend to spend a, spend about an hour with me. Um, it's a, it's a real privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We are, we're happy to be here and great way to spend Labor Day Monday. Yes. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, one of my favorite questions to ask folks that come on this show, just to help folks uh, who are listening and get to know you all a little bit better is if I were to 
be invited to a family dinner. And if I were to show up, right, and sit down and, and you know, lean over to an aunt or an uncle or a cousin, and I were to say, okay, tell me, g- give me the skinny on, on Heather and Adam. What is it that you imagine your your family might say? Oh, gosh. Okay, what would they say? Um, oh, shoot, this is one I did not prepare for this angle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what would they say? Adjectives, oh. a story they might tell, anything. Yeah. Um, I think that they would say that I am a very type A person who, um, is very, what would you say? How would you describe me? I mean, when we talk to family friends, it's always, we love Heather. Heather always comes in with a positive attitude and always something very interesting, interesting story or angle to come in with, um, Heather's very creative in what she does uh, for her full-time work and then also what she does in her free time and and her side hustle. Um, it's one of the reasons why, why we're married. Why we're married. <laughs> I, I just love the fact that uh, we can pick up and Heather's just like, let's pick up and go this weekend. Just, you know, let's get in the car and we'll just, we'll drive. Hmm. And, you know, we live in the big, we live in Washington, D.C. and we love to get out of the city and Heather... Heather's been able to facilitate uh, facilitate relationships with individuals that allow us to to go out and travel and and tell the story of the places that we go and visit. Huh. So yeah, and then Adam's kind of the the more practical business side of this this relationship. People will tell you he's um, he's someone who like gets things done okay. and is very um, like you know what you want to do and you do it. And <laughs> sounds like the perfect pair have, guys. You yeah, got, you exactly. got the, so we have me. Yeah. who's like the very, like overly positive, like, yeah. Oh, there's flooding happening right here, right to our ceiling right now. But that means we get to do something new over there and renovate. And Adam's like, <laughs> Oh crap. <laughs> Here's a, I'm going to be calling insurance right now. <laughs> uh, uh. So, yeah. It's a good compliment. And I think that's probably what people would tell you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, it, it and really. And he showed up for dinner. Yeah, Adam would be cooking, and I oh, would Adam would be cooking. Meals. Okay, okay, yeah. Adam, what's like? What's your like favorite thing to cook? Like, if you're if you're trying to not like go like balls to the wall, but if you're trying to just be like, okay, you got a good buddy that's coming over, you haven't seen in a while, right? He's bringing his wife or his partner or whatever, and he he comes on over. What what, what are you what are you making? Usually, well, so if if Heather's in charge, and usually she is, she's putting together menus, and I'm just the execution. <laughs> um, we're having uh, like we're having like tacos. Yeah, you I was your homemade tortillas. I, I like yeah. So I'm from Texas. Okay. So actually, that's a really good call. So yeah. um, I'm from Texas, and um, I learned how to make homemade tortillas. And if anybody hasn't made homemade flour tortillas it's very easy and i highly recommend anybody do it and it makes everything taste so much better with homemade flour tortillas and usually we'll go uh to the butcher and go get some flank steak and make some great fajitas is a pretty easy uh meal i love to cook wow you're making me hungry man that's like a that's like one of my favorite meals is is fajitas so um i'm gonna have to come over sometime and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make them for me (laughs) and heather can come over and when you come over heather is make the the mezcal more yeah heather is the cocktail aficionado okay okay i like it you guys are my people you guys are my people it's wonderful (laughs) um so uh, i want to hear the story of 
the very first time you stayed in like an Airbnb or short term rental, like do you, you guys it sounds like you guys like to travel a lot. You get to you, you like to get out of the city, you explore. You guys both seem very, very like uh, very adventurous people. Do you remember when you stayed in your very first Airbnb and, and what was like that experience like? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I can't remember the first time I stayed in one because I feel like there have been so many over the years. I was like trying to think, I'm like, when yeah, when did Airbnb launch? Like, when did I first stay in one? It was probably going back to like a football weekend in Charlottesville okay. or something. But I do think that we've stayed in a few that have like really stood out over the years. Um, there was one that I stayed with girlfriends in in Montauk where um the the guy who owned it was, I don't, he was probably middle, young, middle-aged and, um, he would go there on the weekend sometimes, but his dad lived right next door okay. and his dad showed up with like a bushel of peaches in the morning, <laughs> like freshly picked from his like tree out back. Wow. And that was just something that like made it feel so like connected rather than just like, Oh, we're staying in this, like could be a hotel room, could be a rental anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was one that we stayed in Ireland, which ended poorly, unfortunately, because there was a dead mouse or starling that we couldn't find. <laughs> it wasn't the owner's fault. Oh, fault. oh it wasn't God. Fault. Terrible. But we just... It just, it, it, the smell got too much to stay. <laughs> However, <laughs> the Airbnb itself was like in this pastoral setting. It was like the guest cottage outside his home. Wow. There were like animals roaming. It just, you know, the Irish countryside, like it was just... So perfect. And I think all that kind of comes back to these ones had this like sense of provenance that they were like part of their landscape mm. and not just like a rental, but it was like someone who really like took care of it and loved it and not just, you know, another investment company bought it and furnished it with, you know, whatever yeah. gray and white decor that they put in all of their rental units. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any that you would say stood out? I mean, I feel like the last one we stayed in in Culpeper County, that oh, was the. Um... That, so we can edit that. Our vacuum just fell. <laughs> oh, no, it's all right. I didn't even hear anything. I didn't hear it. Oh, really? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> vacuums fall. It happens. So you, you were staying in one in Culpeper, you said. In yeah, Culpeper, so Virginia. This, um, Culpeper, so Virginia. Culpeper, Virginia. This woman, um, she has the, she had this kind of very beautiful 1800s. Mm-hmm. Or maybe nineteen early nineteen late eighteen hundreds farmhouse. Wow, um, that was just massive, and um, it was a Victorian, like a, a lots of gables, lots of like this huge like kind of ballroom area you come into when you walk into the house from the front wow. door. And in addition to the beautiful house, she had this like three-story turret next door that yeah. she uh, was also renting out to a long-term tenant. Yeah. Um, but and the woman lived there. But. She okay. lived there. And uh, but was what was really memorable was that she was also rescuing um, animals. Huh. So there were all of these little mini Shetland ponies wandering the property. Wow. Donkeys, uh, donkeys, dogs and lots. Oh, yeah. She rescued beagles, too. And Jeez. it was, you know, obviously you had to be an animal lover to really appreciate it. Um, but that was definitely like an experience. Wow. Yeah. It was like a quirky stay. Like I, I had 
put posted on Instagram. And I think that it's probably not a stay for everyone because you are staying in someone's house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this woman lives there with her, um, with her fiance and her father who's in its nineties. Wow. Um, what an so eclectic there, stay. Yeah. It is a massive house. Yeah. And you can kind of like choose your level of interacting with her. And like, we really, I mean, we spent like several hours with her the morning we checked out, um, wow. just like learning about this mini horse rescue, like operation oper- that she was kind of running. Yeah. Yeah. And I just had no idea that there were so many mini horses in need of rescue, <laughs> but there were 30 wow. on this property. Jeez. Yeah. So, yeah I mean, hey, really, talk really about, cool. yeah. Talk about like unique experiences. And I feel like that's one of the things I, I love about like just short term rentals in general is, is just when you do get host interaction. So my wife and I lived on the road for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. We stayed in like over 60 different Airbnbs. And our favorite to date is this place in Maine. Um, it's in Booth Bay Harbor, Maine, which is like north of Portland, Maine, but like south of like Bar Harbor. Um, and it's just mm-hmm. like, it's on the coast. It's just like beautiful, beautiful little town. And it's the guest cottage on this couple, Susie and Neil's um, uh, like estate. And it, it, it's just, it is absolutely beautiful. Susie is like the the best host we've ever had. It's like this little cottage that's like, has, you know, these like French, like coastal vibes. She just, mm-hmm. she's just unbelievable. But again, yeah. and the place is just gorgeous. I mean, it's got literally everything that you need, but it's really, it was really the interaction with them. And we become really good friends there. We go there like every fall now, like we're headed up there again in the next couple of weeks, just because we become such good friends with these people. We got to know their story and, um, and whatnot. And especially during COVID when we were doing all this, like we, you know, the first time we met, we were sitting outside like, uh, by a bonfire. Right. And like getting to know each other. And it was just, we hadn't seen a lot of people during that season and of life. And it was just, just very, very, very special. But all that is to say is one of the cool things about traveling this particular way is that you do, if you want to, right. You do get to like interact with people whose stories are, are just beautiful and who you otherwise probably would like never encounter. Um, so yeah. anyways. Yeah, exactly. I think that's definitely something we're, we're still like, I think exploring with all of our guests. Yeah. Um, Heather's got, we, we have a social media presence and I think a lot of our guests, a lot of the guests that, that book with us actually find our place through Heather's, social media presence and those people want to connect with us yeah. and while we're not on property while they're there um you know they wanted to see the the renovations that we did and they they love the story i think that that we created or that we established mm-hmm. you know building our building our house so yeah and, that's and, a- then you have, and then you have some guests who are just like i just want the door code yep. and then uh, that's just let me know you know and only, you know, I'll reach out to me if there's any, you know, if there's any issues. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. You, you get the full the full range of the guest spectrum there. That's that's a super nice uh, segue, though, Adam, into into my question around like how you guys got even got into this space. Right. So like were you. Uh, so, Heather, I want to talk about your social media. I want to talk about sort of your side gig because it's super fascinating. And um, and I definitely like stalked you all before before uh, getting on the, the pod this morning. So I have a couple of additional questions for you. But. Um, like what, what inspired you guys to get into the space to begin with? Like, did you, had you always wanted to do something in hospitality? Was this just like, oh, this is a good investment property. Like what's, what's the story of how, how this idea came to be? Yeah. So I've been in the travel blogging world for, oh gosh, how many years? It's probably been since a little bit before I knew you. And then I think we really started getting into it. Um, when Adam and I started dating because he really loved to travel too. And it was kind of like, well, if we can travel and I can write about it and then, you know, 
some of this gets comped or yeah, you know, there's like another, there's a perk to it, then that's great. And if you could do my photography. So we really started getting into it probably around like 2017. Okay. So I've been like, you know, hospitality adjacent and like that I've been very like steeped in when I'm at a hotel, like really looking at it for yeah. like the full experience yeah. rather than just like a place to stay that night. Um, and then I work in marketing full time. Um, I work in tech now, but at one point I was working for an agency and my primary clients were in the hospitality space. So I also kind of had a hospitality angle there of like knowing it from this like business marketing side. So I, you know, both as a guest and this like business side of it. So it's something that I've been like close to for a long time. Okay. Um, but I don't think when we first started looking at river houses, that was, that was not our initial thought. I think we like thought, oh, like maybe we'll rent it out some to kind of like help cover the mortgage or yeah. um, help cover expenses. Um, but it, that was not like initially what we were thinking going into it. Um, we, I had grown up going to this part of Virginia, like ever since I was a baby, we always had like friends or family or somebody had a house there. Um, and I just I had always really, really loved it. Um, and where, so, sorry, Heather, where exactly oh, yeah. is it in Virginia for, for yeah. folks, for folks who aren't familiar with the area? Yeah. So we haven't touched on that at all. Yeah. So it's on the Rappahannock river, um, near Urbana, um, which Urbana is known for Urbana, the Urbana oyster festival, yeah. which is a big festival every November. Um, oftentimes people will know Irvington, Virginia, which is about 20 minutes away. Okay. Um, the tides in is there and that's a pretty well-known, um, hotel, historic hotel. And so, we are how many miles away from the Chesapeake Bay? We're maybe a mile, maybe two miles from the Chesapeake Bay. Wow. And as somebody who's from Texas originally, we we have rivers, but you get out to that part of the state where the mouth of these rivers, like the Potomac, the York, and the Rappahannock dump into the Chesapeake Bay, and it's just awe dropping. Yeah. Like your mouth yeah. just drops how massive these bodies of water are yeah. and at least for me uh we went down i think and we saw your your parents place and i was like we we need to get down here more often <laughs> yeah my parents bought a place back in 2017 near there they're like right down the street from us there four minute drive um and yeah adam like absolutely fell in love with it and was like we need to be here all the time yeah but I have um, three sisters who are all married with kids and my parents have two bedrooms. So there wasn't always room for us to be there. <laughs> um, and so that's when Adam and I were like, okay, we need to, we need to start looking down here for a place for ourselves. Yeah. Um, and like I said, at that point, that's kind of where we were like, maybe we rent it out. It was just like something we were toying with, but not necessarily taking seriously. Um, then I don't know if you want to talk about I think, how that came to be. Well, I think it really just kind of came down to kind of like your experience during the pandemic. You know, we were kind of locked up here in in our small DC condo, and I I just I, I needed to get out. I mean, yeah. we had traveled so much before, and then the pandemic hit, and we we're all kind of like everybody's in their their little their spaces, and I was like, we we've got to get out, and um, this was a a great opportunity for us to to find a place that, Mm -hmm. um, really for us, it was drivable yeah, um, Mm -hmm. and being, um, in a place too, that we thought that we could share with, um, family and friends. Yeah. And we also, 
so the way the rental piece, the hospitality piece came in was that we had a rental house in DC. Yes. We sold that. And it, when the market was super hot in DC, we nice. were like, okay, this is probably when we should do this. Um, sold that and then had to get the timing right because we were um, doing a 1031 exchange into the cottage. And with that, you do have to sell a like kind property and yeah. buy a like kind property, which yes. means we have to rent out for the first two years. So yeah. we were like, okay, well, if this has to be primarily a rental for the first two years, we're going to go all in. Like, yeah. I'm not going to kind of like, you know, half do this. Like if we're doing this, I'm bringing together like design experience, marketing <laughs> communications, like we are going to go all in and I want to do all these renovations and we're going to pay for them <laughs> by doing this. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And so at what point, so you guys, you guys have named your place, uh, Rosedale mm -hmm. Cottage, which is just like such a, such a great name. Um, what, what's the, when, what's the like story or inspiration yeah. behind that name? So I did not know when I picked that name, that it is also the name of the cottage and the holiday. The, uh, oh, the no way. Cameron Diaz <laughs> yeah. and, um, what's her name? Kate Winslet. Yes. Um, um, but that is the name, the same name I picked it. I went through like a few different iterations. I didn't want it to sound like super beachy. A lot of the cottages mm. there have names that do sound very beachy because it, we have what is essentially, it looks like a bay or a beach. Yeah. The river is very wide there. We get dolphins in the river. It's salty, brackish water. Yeah. Um, and I think most people kind of like lean into that. And I was like, this cottage doesn't feel like that. It feels a little more like a, like hidden secret garden like cottage. Country, yeah. It feels like a country, like yeah. a rural country estate kind of. Yeah. I'm going to say it feels like, yeah, it's like out in the country. Um, and so I wanted something that evoked that mm. rather than calling it like river watch cottage or, yeah. or something of that nature. Yeah. Um, and so we do have a rose garden. That was one of yes. the things that I loved about it. And we saw it because I wanted, I wanted something with a property. We have like an eight by eight postage stamp size yard in DC. I wanted like a place to garden. Yeah. And so when I saw that this had a rose garden already, um, apparently the previous owners, um, who had both passed away before, right before their children sold the house, um, the wife had been really, really passionate about gardening and the rose garden just like totally inspired me. Wow. We are on a hill. We are, we have a lot of elevation from the river, which Adam yes. used to work for FEMA and was very excited about. <laughs> very adamant about not about elevation and being high enough above, uh, above, above the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was like, Rose, if I tried Rose cottage, that felt like a little bit incomplete. Mm. And then I'm like, well, we're on a hill, Rose Hill. Um, and Oh, also we were actually traveling the weekend. I named it. We were traveling in the Hudson Valley and I think we were at a farm called Rose Hill farm, but it was two words. I think it was Rose and then Hill. Um, and I'm like, Rose Hill, that sounds right. Hmm. But I think it needs to be one word because I wanted to be like, Oh, we're going to Rose Hill this weekend. Yeah. That is how I need that's it. That's how many. That's a that's a that's a fantastic story. And and again, to your to your point too. So I I also work in marketing, and um, I spend a lot of time with our our newsletter, Spontaneous, kind of 
Mm-hmm. curating deals every week and you do stumble upon a lot of airbnbs that have like the same name or like a, a very yeah. close derivative and i can tell you that i have not stumbled upon another rose hill cottage i'm sure there there there, there, there must are. be one there must be one but in my curation yeah. um especially in this in this area it's 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 uh it's a unique name but i, I yeah. do i do love like it, it it kind of evokes this um like I, I feel like you you hear the name and you're like oh there must be a story behind this place Right. Yeah. Whereas I don't, whereas I don't feel that way with like, yeah, you know, like Bob's Beach Cottage uh, or something like yeah. that. You're a kick-ass Airbnb host. In fact, you've done such a great job at marketing your short-term rental on Instagram that you're pretty much entirely booked for the next six to twelve months. And while it doesn't happen regularly, every so often there's a cancellation or just one random three-night window of availability in the middle of the week. Now, posting about the fact that you've had a cancellation or that you've got just three nights left in February on your Instagram story is a great start, but what if you could automatically notify interested guests the second a cancellation comes through? And that's where Ping comes in. Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site and integrates with your Airbnb listing and allows your fans and followers to sign up to be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked for the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three-night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest and wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form and will be pinged if their requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which allows you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. Ping, it's what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. Sign up for free at www.bnbping.com. Ping. Brought to you by Spontaneous. So, talk to us a little bit more about how you guys. So, you guys decide you find this place, right? Had you mm-hmm. how many places had you looked at before? So, you decided you want to move to the area first, roughly, or get a mm-hmm. house in the area first. How many places had you looked at? Was this kind of like a one and done situation, or uh, talk to us about that experience? Yeah, we looked at a lot, a lot of places, and we looked at a like wide variety of places. Um, mm-hmm. We knew that we wanted either to be on the water or have a pool and we wanted at least three bedrooms okay. um, and wanted a yard. Yep. Um, didn't need to be a huge yard, but wanted some sort of, of yard. So we looked at places that were on creeks. We looked at places that were in, in town, which I was not opposed to being like in one of the towns. If we were like walkable to things, Yeah. Um, we looked at places that were old fishing camps. Um, we looked at a really, really cool property that was super high up um, and was like a two bedroom 1905, um, like fishing shack essentially huh. um, that had a lot of potential. We decided against that one, but like there was like, there were some really cool properties we looked at. We looked at some farmhouses. Um, and then we also looked at some places that I thought they just didn't quite have like the personality or the charm. Like yeah. we wanted both the perfect location as well as something that felt like it either had like a story or we could give it a story. Mm. Um, And so I think those were kind of the two things we were looking for. And like I said, we looked at a ton of properties. Um, 
Do you want to comment on that at all? Yeah, I think um, especially in, in that part of the state, it's it's very rural. So we were cognizant of the fact that we were going to try and do a 1031 exchange. Um, we didn't know exactly how quickly we were going to be able to sell the DC rental, but we knew that um, the proximity to amenities was going to be not only important to us, um, but also to our guests. So yeah. I think that... And also creating a, a uniqueness aspect of it. So um, you know, the the types of properties we looked at, we 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 did look at a ton of properties down there before we settled on this one. Um, but I think we we really landed we we landed the plane flawlessly with uh, with what we picked, which was this a panoramic view of the the Rappahannock River, and then also the inclusion of the uh, the swimming pool out back. Yes, Adam felt very strongly about the pool. Yeah, yeah, because down in that part of the state, um, in the summer months, you get the jellyfish uh, that um, that come up the river and June and July. In June and July, so people want to be able to get want water access. Yeah, for a lot of folks like it. It's just not there's too many jellyfish to get in the water. Yeah, so, and it's you know it's it's. It's not, it's, it's warm down. Uh, it's, it's warm down here in uh, the DC, Virginia area. So yeah. uh, having the pool was, was definitely something I, I really wanted. Though I will say we got really lucky this year and the jellyfish were not bad. We had no. one guest had a, got one jellyfish sting, but they said their kid jumped right back in. So, <laughs> um, they, were, they were apparently not bad at all this year. Well, and- what's, what's also so smart, and, and I'm sure this factored into your, your all's decision, like, you know, I'm just scrolling through the photos again um, on your on your website, right? And it's like, I mean, the home is just is just beautiful. You guys did an incredible job with the design, and I want to get into that in just a second. But it's also like it's so clear that it, this is like a, a four season retreat, right? Like you've got some yeah. like fall foliage photos there. Like you're, it's you can be there in the summer, like you can be there in the fall, you can be there in the spring, right? And you know the winters in these areas in this area is like they're not particularly harsh, right? Yeah. Um, and so you, I, I feel like you guys also just nailed it in terms of you've got you've got the water, you've got the pool, right? It looks beautiful mm-hmm. in the fall. Um, and you know, anytime it comes to an investment property, having something that can be used in in all four seasons uh, is is just absolutely fantastic. So, so yeah, you guys yeah. nailed it. So, so talk to us about talk to us about the the renovations and the and the design of the place. Like it has again this just beautiful like. Um, it, it really does kind of feel like this like European kind of like coastal vibe. Um, and I'm not a designer, so I'm just kind of throwing words here together, but, yeah. um, but it does like, it, it kind of evokes this, um, it, it, it's charming. Um, and it looks, it looks historic, but also like, uh, very, very clean and modern and, and contemporary at the same time. So Heather, walk us through sort of how how the how you thought about sort of a vision for for what this home how how you'd sort of like bring this home to to a new stage or a new phase in mm-hmm. its life. Yeah, so the house we've found out a lot of history from our neighbors because on Zillow it told us it had been built in I think it was like ninety two. Okay. Um, but. Our neighbors informed us that it actually was originally built in the early 20th century, possibly possibly around turn of the century as a caretaker's cottage for a larger farmhouse that was in the vicinity. Okay. Uh, And that I think it's still, still there, but we actually can't see it because of the woods. Okay. Um, And so one of our neighbors has told us like all the people that have lived there since 
her family has had their cottage right down the street. And it's like, it was like six or seven names. She's like rattling off all these names of like, oh, and then this person lived there and this person added on this. Um, but in the 1990s, the couple that had it before us, who they retired there full time, um, they they did a complete gut renovation. They okay. added on a second story. I believe one of the bedrooms and bathrooms was added on at that point. And they also added on um, the part of the house that is overlooking the water with like its windows ah, across the whole thing. Yes. So they added that piece on. Okay. Um, and so when we got there, I mean, the house was definitely in livable condition. It was totally fine. It just, it hadn't been <laughs> updated since they completely renovated in the early nineties. Okay. Um, so we could have come in there and just like gone with it. I but... was going to say, yeah, this, this is where pragmatist Adam's like, let's throw as many beds as possible. Let's get it rented out. And others like, no, we're going to do this right. And we're going to make this into an experience. This is not just going to be a, a cabin with a bunch of, you know, twin beds that you're going to cram a bunch of people in. No. So, <laughs> yeah. And then someone who's like into interior design, I just had a lot of ideas and I didn't want, I was like, I'm not going to stay here if it, if it looks bad. Like I want it to be a place that I want to be. Yeah. Um, so it was because they had renovated it in the nineties, it did have like just pretty clean lines. So there was like, there was a sense of history in there because you could tell there was, that it had been, existing in this place for a long time. Yeah. Um, but I think to our advantage, it, it was just completely kind of like clean lines, they're molding along the floor, but like very simple. Um, so we ended up putting in completely new flooring. They'd had carpet in the bedroom. So it was about time for that to be replaced. Yeah. Um, we knocked down a wall that separated the breakfast room from the open space that now ha gives it like an incredible view. Yeah. Um, we painted wallpapered, painted cabinets. Um, we renovated one bathroom immediately. Um, we have two more that are on the to do list this winter. Um, and we brought in contractors for all of the major work. Yeah. Um, and then we did a lot of the smaller stuff ourselves. So we did, we installed all new light fixtures, like door hardware, cabinet hardware. Wow. Um, anything that were like small details where I was like, we need to add like some like charm back into this. Whereas, you know, right now it, it those details felt kind of like they felt very 1992 <laughs> um, and we wanted to make it feel older than that. Yeah. So we actually like take it back. Interesting. Um, yeah. And, um, tell, tell the story of the wallpapering. Oh yeah. And the wallpaper was an interesting thing. I was so, going to ask about this because it, it, you don't see that a lot in these, in these places and it, it looks, no. it looks so intentional. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Adam. Yeah. What's this, what's the story there? Yeah. So the upstairs room is a really cool space. It's, um, you have to access it from outside actually. So when the previous owners renovated, they added on this second story, um, but I believe it was the husband's kind of like office, his like kind of hideaway up there. And so you walk out of the, um, the sitting area in the back and around like cross through the, the picket fence, you have like the view to your right and up these stairs and into this upstairs room that has its own bathroom. And it just felt like a little like serene getaway up there. And I'm like, how can I just totally lean in and like do something wild that I'm probably not going to do in one of the bedrooms downstairs, but that I can get away with up here. So I, 
actually had tried one wallpaper at first. My wallpaper installer was like, I am not doing this room in this wallpaper. Like just the way the repeat matched up. She was like, absolutely not. This room is massive. You want to do all of these like dormered angles in wallpaper, not going to happen. She's like, you need to pick something bigger. So I found this hydrangea wallpaper um, that just had this really like refreshing, like serene feel to it. Um, and the wallpaper installer, I mean, hated me. It was, <laughs> it was yeah. no, well, we, well, it's, we went through, I guess two or th- we went through like three different painters. Cause we all asked them like, do you do wallpaper? And they all said no. And they were all like, no, we're, we're, we're getting up there in age. Like we just don't do it anymore. Yeah. And it's finally our painter, Tracy, like agreed to do it, yeah. but she, I mean, she complained a lot about it. Um, <laughs> and it was a bit multi-week process. I mean, it looks, um, it looks incredible. Like it looks so yeah. difficult. Like, I mean, like my, like yeah. my, sh- like, I don't know anything about wallpaper, but it just I looks, know. you can look at it and be like, this was really difficult to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, there were things, we got- did everything like pretty budget friendly in the house. And I just told Adam, like, never ask like what we ended up paying for that. <laughs> like, just don't ever ask. But it was funny because the wallpaper installer, like I said, complained a lot about it. Like she, I wanted to do the ceiling and she was like, not doing the ceiling. We'll paint it blue to match the wallpaper, not doing it. And then like the last day she was like, you know what? She's like, I thought you were crazy. She's like, but this looks cool as shit. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. It does. Um, but yeah, so we've made that into like a hideaway up there. We've like got two full beds up there. We have like a workspace. If people want to like take meetings up there, if they're working from home, um, that's what I usually do. Cause one of us will be downstairs. I'll go up there and take meetings. And then we have like a sitting area too, and a bathroom. And actually we have renovation plans for that space because there is a lot of unfinished attic space hmm. up there. So both to like the right, which I think we would leave that as storage and attic space, like behind it facing the front yard, but then facing the river, there is also unfinished attic space. Ah. So some of the, I mean, probably the best views in the house are in this attic that yeah, unfinished attic is unfinished space that could be, and yeah, utilized could be utilized. So yeah, we plan on doing that, but that is a, that is a more long-term project, but yeah. I'm excited for someday having that second floor view of like right over the river. I mean, even just looking at, at the photos again too, just now it, it there's, there's so much you could do with, with the the house, also just the property, like it looks beautiful. Like you guys have nailed it. It looks beautiful as is, but like even just being, it's it's a bigger property than than sort of like I I, I remember it being. And even just kind of scrolling through the photos again, I was like, wow, like dang, there's there's a lot of room here, um, and a lot yeah. of room for you know creativity for you to continue to morph uh, as you as you desire over the years. So I feel like you guys like you guys nailed it. You got a you got a great 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 spot. Thank you. Yeah. We have a lot of projects we want to do that are kind of like, you know, you have to weigh the like, okay, do we do this knowing that it, it adds value for guests. It may not add a ton of value to the rate we can run it for, yeah. but like it also adds value for us personally. When yeah, we go down there. exactly. So like things like we would like to add like a back deck off the back, off, like facing the river, Yeah, like French doors from those windows, but like, those are big projects. We got to like, yeah. One step at a time. One step at a time. Yeah. So, so Heather, one of the things that, um, I actually think that this was the, the reason I I had initially reached out was I saw something on Instagram Mm -hmm. and I clicked on it and that's how I found your place. But what was really, and I like went to your guys' website, what was most, um, 
or not, not, not that the place itself wasn't compelling. It's gorgeous. But what was what was different to me and what caught my eye was this like shop the rooms feature that you had. Um, and I'd love to hear like what was the inspiration behind that and how it actually works. And, you know, I'd just be curious, like if, if any of your your guests have like taken advantage of this um, to date. Yeah. So we have not made, to my knowledge, any significant revenue from it. Tracking gets a little bit difficult with yeah, some things sure. um, as far as um, that platform goes. Um, but I'd had a lot of people ask for details. Like they wanted to know where did the headboards there come from? Where yeah. did the wallpaper come from? Um, what about the bedding on, in the blue bedroom or the green bedroom? Um, and so because I have a blog, like a lifestyle blog already, I already had access to the tools that I needed to be able to do those kind of affiliate links. Yeah. So it was a very simple thing to just throw it up on our website. And yeah. Rooms, here are the links. Um, one thing that was a little tricky is that I would say 95% of the items in the house are from estate sales, Facebook marketplace, thrift stores, um, secondhand shops. So a lot of them I had to find like comparable links. Sure, um, sure. So I think that it works best for like our bedding and things like that, which are the things that I did buy new. Um, and actually, now that I think about it, there, the one, there is one bedroom that has, that has done well on the, the shop, <laughs> the rooms, but really for me, it was like, it was an easy enough thing to put up online, um, that I can send people to when they do have questions. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a significant revenue stream, yeah. but it's, it makes it easy for me to be like, oh, you liked the accent pillow in the living room here. It's on this, yeah. um, on this page. Yeah. No, what I, what I love about that too, is it's like, it's it, forget about it necessarily being this huge driver of revenue. It's one, it's just, it, it adds value to the guests. Cause again, we, we stayed in like uh, so many Airbnbs that we would like be like, oh my gosh, yeah. Where's this pillow from? Or even like mm -hmm. the mugs, like, dang, we really like the mugs. Like, and I like, I'm a big coffee drinker and like, I'm very particular about like my coffee mugs. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and what is hard is like, you don't really want to like DM or send a message to your host and ask something like silly like that. Um, or, or I don't know, at least we, we did a couple of times, but it also felt like yeah. a weird thing to ask. Right. Cause like, what if it was like, well, we just got it at, I at Ikea. And like, yeah. you, you don't, you, you know, the ho you don't want the host to be like, oh, like, you know, dang, I don't want them to know I'm, you know, I, I, I would, I took the more affordable option here so that I could spend more money <laughs> yeah, on the mattress yeah. or whatever. Right. So it can be this awkward thing. Whereas if there's just like a place to go on a website or there's actually this really cool startup, um, called the Minoan, Minoan experience. Yeah, Have you heard of them? About that. So, yeah. I'm having, um, their founder on the show actually, uh, in a, in a couple of weeks. So I'll learn more about, about them then. But, um, it does seem like there's this, this trend of, yeah. How, how do you help enable in a not in a non like pushy way in a very subtle way, mm -hmm. if guests want to learn a little bit more about the furnishings of your home, especially because you've spent so much time thinking about the space, right. And mm -hmm. it's, they're beautiful, beautiful spaces. So why not get a little kickback if, and when, they decide to, you know, uh, buy something of their own that will remember, you know, it, it's so much better than just like a souvenir. Like who needs a souvenir when you can be like, Oh, I got the same lamp that they have in Rose yeah. Hill cottage. Right. Like that just feels, uh, that feels really special. Um, um, yeah. And it's funny you say that actually, because we have one guest who's now stayed with us three times, uh, um, her family, they're from the DC area. And, I think it was last time they were with us, they went to some of the antique stores locally that I had recommended. And 
the woman sent me a picture of like the things that her daughter found. And she was like, oh, she like got these like ashtrays to use as like jewelry dishes. Cause that's what I do in the house. And she's yeah. like, they're all inspired by Rose Hill Cottage. And it was ah. like the sweetest thing ever. Um, so yeah, I absolutely like love seeing that. And um, it's nice when they want to like copy some of the style. And I mean, yeah. had guests, like leave, like we had guests leave a pair of tea towels because they just loved the, the blue and white in the house so much. And they were like, we really want, like saw these and thought of you and wanted to leave them. So wow, that's so yeah, cool. I'm that's really so free. cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious, you guys have done a really good job with your, your website and your brand mm-hmm. and your Instagram. Um, obviously I, I guess I've, I've learned on, on our chat, um, this morning, Heather, that, uh, you're, you're, you work in marketing by day. So I, sh- I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. Um, but like, how have you guys thought about going about marketing Rose Hill Cottage? And, uh, are there, it seems like there, there are several things you all could do. I've, I've seen some like branding that you guys have started working, uh, into, into the website and whatnot. Have you thought about sort of like, um, creating other sort of like lifestyle kind of elements around the brand? Um, and, or I guess, how do you think, how, how have you marketed it thus far? And how do you think you will continue to market it going into the next, you know, year or so? Yeah. So, it's, I mean, as soon as we launched, like, or I guess prior to launching, as we were going through like renovating and decorating the house, like I wanted to make sure that we had a solid brand from the beginning. Yeah. So like I created our logo. I literally one day in the fall, like went out to the Rose garden, took a picture of one of the roses and then like turned that into our logo. Um, I picked our color very early on, um, and made no cards that we would leave for guests that like coordinated with that and made tote bags Wow. and have really tried to like pull that branding through to the website, the Instagram, like the way I edit the photos is all the same. Like everything is very, very consistent um, in all having this like similar feel. Like it's funny. I, I use emojis on my own Instagram. Like I don't use emojis on this Instagram. Like I have (laughs) like have very much had a style guide in place. Um, and I knew also early on that like, I wanted to make sure that by creating the story and really focusing on this branding that we were like reaching the right guests. Mm -hmm. Um, because I didn't want people that just like, you know, we need to run a house on the water. We need this many beds. Like this one works. Um, I wanted people that were like really into the entire like experience here because I felt like those were going to be the right people that were going to like respect the space and not just think like, Oh, it's another rental. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, I like, you know, made all of the, the photography super consistent from our Instagram through our listings. Um, it made sure that when I was describing the listings um, on Airbnb and VRBO that I was describing like what you'll experience through, through the space rather than just we have this many beds, we have these amenities, yeah, yeah. like done and done. So I really wanted them to be, to feel more invested. Yeah. Um, And like, I think Adam mentioned this earlier that, you know, we have guests that like, they do feel invested in it. And I would say that at this point, like 95% of those people are who we are getting. Mm -hmm. Um, The people that just, you know, want the door code and that's it. And they will not speak to us again. Yeah. Um, We really don't tend to get those. It's funny. We had one of those a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh my gosh, we're getting a terrible Airbnb review. Like clearly this woman's not having fun. She ended up giving us a lovely review but it's like, <laughs> because of the type of people we have been attracting. Like that's yeah. what I've become to do is that people that really want to like know like, oh, where did you find this item? Or like what yeah. inspired this? Or like, what are your favorite restaurants around here? Like they really want to like get to know us even though it is primarily via 
um, either the booking platform or Instagram. Yeah. Um, on, on that note, so, uh, uh, sorry, I'm just, just, I'm just, I'm curious. Yeah. Can you, you, you mentioned this kind of uh, offhand, and I think it was, it was powerful. So I want to come back to it. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, like we really want people to understand and, and like get to know like the story, you know, of the mm-hmm. space, and we want we want them to know to understand sort of like the story that we've that we've crafted for for the home, right? Yeah. What what is like the story that you think this this place tells? And then like what what are who are like the kinds of guest personas, if you will, that that you seem to be attracting and, and think and think will be like, you know, most qualified to to enjoy this space. Obviously it's open to anyone, but like who who yes. when you think about sort of the guest personas like that get the most out of it, like who yeah. who is that person? Who who are who are those individuals? Yeah. So I would say like the story that we've really tried to lean into um, is, you know, this is an area that like we both feel like personally invested in. Like we didn't just buy this as an investment property. This was like a cottage that we bought knowing that we want to keep this for years to come, like indefinitely. And that like we really put our personal stamp on renovating it. Um, You know, we weren't just renovating it for like maximum number of of guests in here or anything like that. It really was like making it an enjoyable place to be Mm. and really like connecting it to a sense of place. Um, And so like, I think the guest personas that we've been getting um, are, you know, they're people that either have been coming to this area their whole lives. They like love it. They really want to find somewhere where they can um, spend a relaxing week there, or it's people that have never been to the area and, really love to explore and experience other places. Um, It was interesting during the off season, we were really busy last winter. We launched in December and were pretty shocked by how booked we were through those early months. And most of those people actually came via booking platforms rather than Instagram. So they were just randomly discovering it. They like wanted to get out and, and they found it. And we found that most people through the off season were um, guests that had never been to the area and just wanted a break from, from the city. Typically they were coming from like somewhere in the DC area. Um, and they also like skewed younger, like probably like more similar to our age yeah. or most people in their thirties. Yeah. Um, and then as we've gotten into like the high season, it's a lot of people who, um, who like, like I said, had, you know, have been coming here for years and like they love the Rappahannock River. They love Urbana. They love going to all of the different towns. Um, they have their favorite spots. Um, and so those people are really wonderful. And then you also have people that find us via Instagram and haven't been to the area. We had guests a few weeks ago who had, they said it was their first big vacation since the pandemic started. Wow. It was, um, yeah, it was a, two generations. It was uh, like someone closer to our age and then her, her parents. And, um, they wanted like all the seafood recommendations, like wanted, like they wanted to know everything in the area and they, um, and they were like, oh my gosh, like we want to come back. We want to come back <laughs> next year. And actually, as I'm describing them, I'm like, wait, there was another guest like two weeks later who was the same, um, <laughs> who had never been to the area before and, um, really just like dove in like headfirst exploring and, um, you know, like, going to all the small businesses and like really discovering all of like the local spots. And I think that's what I want is people that like are really looking to just enjoy themselves, enjoy the area. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's, it sounds to me too, like, um, what the people that are, that are getting the most out of this place are the people that are 
are there to really, really invest in, you know, not just a beach vacation, not just a mm -hmm. lake vacation, but like, hey, we want to go and we want to immerse ourselves in the Rappahannock River culture, right? Like, and, mm -hmm. and we we're, we we really want to understand the history oh. of this this place. We want to we want to learn a little bit more about these rivers, right? And like how they converge. Yeah. Like, we want to we want to try these oysters, right? It's as opposed to just like, oh, let's go to the Outer Banks, right? For um, you know, a lake, a beach holiday, rather, or like, hey, like Lake Anna is a big lake in Virginia where everyone just kind of goes to like retreat, right? For for mm -hmm. you know, a, a weekend or or the week, right? And it's a it's a very like stereotypical like lake vacation whereas this is like from from what i can gather it's a it's a beautiful place there's this this river is gorgeous there's a lot to do um but it's it's really more about coming and experiencing you know the the soil of this of this place like the culture that surrounds it the spirit right and and the history of it um and really like allowing yourself to fully be immersed into into place, right? Rather than just yeah. seeing it as like a, a nice place to get a you know lakeside cabin, so to speak. Yes, exactly. We're, yeah, I mean, when we travel, we're very much we want to support local businesses, and I think what we wanted to do with Rose Hill Cottage was really bring in kind of that local culture and and have our guests really experience the local businesses and. And local culture. Yeah. For example, we were um, at a shop this past weekend when we were down there and um, I walked into, into this little shop and the guy stopped me and he was like, Hey, like, have I met you before? And we hadn't met, but then we made the connection that apparently a lot of guests from our cottage have been going there because I had it on our list. Um, and so the shop owner was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. People always come over and they say they're saying staying at our cottage. And like, that's what I want to hear is that they're like going out and like really like supporting the small businesses and like like you mentioned the oysters that is a huge part of the culture down there um and that's actually something that adam is like very hot on us incorporating more um <laughs> we have not yet um but he wants to be like you know have oyster cages out there like really like provide edu educate, yeah, yeah, educate. educate our guests about the the marine ecosystem and how important oysters are to to the habitat and and how the whole community down there is working to reintroduce or the, reinvigorate the population. Reinvigorate, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's amazing, guys. This is uh, this has been like a real a real privilege. I'm just like I was like looking at your availability. I'm like oh, I gotta I gotta book a I gotta book a stay before the falls gone because you guys. You, I know. It, it's pretty. Uh, it's, it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, you guys we have, have a fireplace. It makes the fall. I know. Very it quick. looks great. It looks <laughs> great. But um, I, I my my final question for you um. And then we'll get, you know, tell folks who are listening in where they want to, where they can go if they want to book or just learn a little bit more about you guys. But final question is, you guys seem very like entrepreneurial, like, you know, go-getters. Um, yeah, you, you very much seem like tinkerers. Um, and so I, I, I have to ask, like, have you started thinking about another place? Do you feel pretty committed to just like focusing, saying focus on Rose Hill Cottage? Like, how do you think about whether or not you, you'd launch another Airbnb or another short-term rental in the near future? Yeah. So when we first started looking at properties, um, I mean, Adam was like all in on the river. Like the minute we went, he went down there with me for the first time, he was like, we have to get a place here. Um, but I have always kind of envisioned myself with more of like a rolling hills and mm. country and mountain views, like out West of DC. Yeah. Um, so I think in an ideal world, we probably, we would have to, we would have the river, we have our you know condo in DC that we live in full time. And then we would have somewhere 
preferably historic out west of DC. Yeah. <laughs> um, we actually had put an offer on a place, and unfortunately, I think someone's escalation clause went just like two thousand dollars higher than ours. Ah. Um, we didn't get it, but it's been interesting looking for a second property because we there are lessons that we have learned from this one that I think we will take to the next one. Um, what I often tell people is like Rose Hill Cottage, if it was purely a short-term rental investment, I think did not necessarily make sense. Yeah. Um, but it makes sense as somewhere that is our, like our cottage that we are going to keep forever. Um, so there are definitely like some kind of like angles there that we would consider with the next one. Um, you know, in an ideal world, maybe it'd be easy to do one right near there, but like, that just doesn't, that's not our long-term vision. Like we want places that we can use and enjoy personally in addition to letting other people, um, enjoy them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And um, hey, it's you guys are just still getting started. You haven't even been open for like a year yet, so um, no. and you've already done a really good job of building a brand. So yeah, Thank we'll you. see. We'll see. We'll talk in like a couple years. I, I feel like you guys might say, uh, hey, "It was a great. It's a great short-term rental investment." Um, yeah. We'll just see, you just wait until that that brand continues to take off. But um, guys, this has been a, a real privilege. I really appreciate you taking time out of your your busy lives to share your story with us. Um, for folks that want to learn a little bit more about you all, so I'll link the website your website in the show notes below uh, and your Instagram handle, but you want to just give a quick shout out of where they can find you on Instagram and where they can find your website. Yeah. So you can find our Instagram. We're at Rose Hill Cottage Rappahannock. I would suggest going to the show notes because Rappahannock can be a bear to <laughs> two P's, two N's. Um, and our website is also um, rosehillcottagerappahannock.com. Sorry, I just had to type that in my... Just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Um, it is. Um, so yeah, Rose Hill Cottage, R-A-P-P-A-H-A-N-N-O-C-K. So you can find us there. I am very busy on Instagram all the time trying to share both content around the house as well as the area. And I also share a lot of like guest photos, um, which are always like the most fun to see. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And Heather's, uh, travel, personal. Yes. Yes. What's, What's the website and handle for that? Yeah, you can also find me um heatherbien.com. Um my last name spelled like good in Spanish. Um or on Instagram it is at h m b i e n. That's it. Wonderful. <laughs> and we'll also just go ahead and throw those in the show notes as well. Perfect. So you don't have to remember any of this, listeners. Just scroll on down and click and, and follow Heather, connect with Heather and Adam via their website, their Instagram, etc. Guys, thanks so much for your time. It's been a privilege. Thank you so much. It's great. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at Spontaneous.com. Last, but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. 
Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're gonna roll with it. Subscribe, um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone, see you next time. <laughs>